Hi, my name's Sean Taylor. That down there is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter semi-fame or full fame, or I don't know what your gauge for that is. Today we are recording, uh, we're talking about, we're always recording, that was a stupid thing to say. We're talking about <laughs> The Legend of Korra, book two, Spirits. So there's already one typo in my PowerPoint. <laughs> Chapter 13 overall, and this is called <laughs> yeah. The Rebel Spirit. Off to a great start. Also, as soon as I hit record and started recording, I had to cough. And so I feel like I'm really coming out swinging today. So I'm going to ask Chris how he's doing so then I can mute my microphone and cough (laughs) not on recording. That'd be excellent. Chris, what's up? How are you? I am doing well. Getting very much settled in. The man cave is pretty much done besides just needing to be cleaned up because there's boxes everywhere. But the shelves are pretty much fully fully shelved and i got all the gym equipment hooked up so i can just look at it and not use it but feel like oh yeah tomorrow's gonna be the day um <laughs> and then awareness is the first thing up yeah i bought a new uh justice league tapestry in the back there oh that it's is like, sick it's pretty big which i'm not sure i want to keep it there or not because uh, I don't know, it's kind I don't of know. a nice spot for it, though. Yeah, I, don't know. I might just put it back there. And then, okay. I don't know. I just I don't I don't know yet. Are all your posters up? You might have to reprioritize every poster and wall hanging thing that you own. Nah, they're, they're going to stay here because they're they're a very nice, like almost like the movie theater. You know, you yeah. go to the movie theater back in the days where they just all, all along a wall there. The last time I've been to a movie, I was with you. <laughs> Holy crap, Sean. It was... It's been a long time. Oh, wait. You know what? No, I'm lying. I went to that the, the terrible second Harry Potter uh, Fantastic Beasts one. Yeah. I went to that one with my wife, so that was probably more recent. Um, oh, no, okay. I agree. I like, your, I like your movie setup. And then your movie poster feel. It does feel that way. And then are your shelves curved behind you? Because I feel like that looks really good. Um, There are four different shelves, which... I bought just each one was bought for expansion purposes. Uh, and so I just put this one at an angle compared okay. to the other one. So it can wrap all the way to the bat mantle. The, the bat mantle. <laughs> uh, the fact that it, the fact that it uh, curves or I already forget the word you used. It sounded better than what I, than what I said. It, it makes it feel like you can fit more of them into the screen. So that's kind of cool. Like yeah, like some, I don't. Maybe it's just the shooting. I don't know, but it does seem like I can show more in the screen for some reason, which usually. I think like you're I farther don't. forward, and because it's at a at a bit of an angle, so both of those things, it feels like you get more. I like it though. It's a really like it makes yeah. it feel really full and solid back there. I dig it. Um, what about the rest of the house? The other rooms that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It, I think my wife came down here probably. Like a couple of weeks, maybe like a week ago, and she probably saw much progress I was making, and I could tell, I could just see the, the, the things churning her head of like, nothing's really, <laughs> we're not even done upstairs, like nothing's packed away. Your kids are still in the other house. Holy crap! Fuck. <laughs> what was that? I don't, I don't see. I don't curse that often, but a spider just came. You see that spider there? Oh hell no! Get that out of here. Uh, yeah, the... Two things. First of all, that's the first time I've ever heard Chris say the F word uh, 
Maybe yeah. There's no way I'm cutting this out. This is staying in there. <laughs> die, 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 die. And that's how Batman really feels about Spider-Man. Uh, I've never heard you cuss. I've, I, well, listen, I've never heard you say the F word other than, I want to say, quoting a movie. Uh, yeah, quoting stuff is all is fair game because you're quoting stuff. Um, but no, I, I usually don't. But much less live. Wow, that was a uh, hey. If you got a, <laughs> but I also have a spider phobia, so uh, I'm right there with you. It's horrifying that my special well, no, space like, is in the basement. I was just like, what is this thing? <laughs> and then like, holy crap, that's pretty good yeah, size. Okay. I could see it on camera. Hey, if you. <laughs> I have to rewatch this. <laughs> I, I didn't see it at first, but I think when you're watching and you look for it dropping in the screen, I feel like you'll be able to see it right away, which is not a good thing <laughs> to see on camera. If you watch this, rate Chris's reaction on a scale of ten. Rate it. Let us know your thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't curse often. It's just not in my. Uh, just not in my vocabulary. Times I curse is apparently when spiders are. About to attack me and take my life, and uh, and when I miss an open layup in basketball, I usually <laughs> say uh, the s h i t word when I miss a layup. I try to Not... sacrifice like once a year when New Year's comes around. I try to sacrifice worse cuss words for or what I consider worse words for better words. I try to gradually move my vocabulary toward the more uh, polite and grown up. It's not working. He's over there exacting yeah. vengeance on this by make sure it's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I, I got it. It was it was kind of a light colored spider. It was very It was it was does is there something different with light colored spiders? It was like yellow. It was I don't know that I've ever seen like a sizable yellow spider, but maybe it's just really close to the camera so it looked big. But okay. it looked I don't know. I feel like I can't say I've ever seen a big yellow spider before. I mean, it wasn't that big. It was probably like a... I think it was close know. to the camera uh, perspective-wise. I think it looked surprisingly large in the camera. I don't know. Watch it Watch it later and see if it's more horrifying on camera than it was in person. <laughs> I thought first somebody is like throwing, like your kid's throwing something at you from the stairs. <laughs> I was like, he wouldn't say the F word uh, in front of his kids. No, no, we're not. They don't... <laughs> I don't think know that curse words exist besides the ones that we've watched in movies. And I, and I take a time out to be like, hey, this word, don't say it. Like in Shazam. You ever seen Shazam? Yep. On oh, your yeah. voodoo, actually. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. You should watch My Hero Academia, Heroes Rising. It's on there, too. Oh, um, nice. In uh, Watchmen. But also Watchmen's on HBO Go. Anyway. I finished HBO Watchmen Go. on HBO Go. On oh, you did? your HBO Go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't say. What was I talking? Oh, yeah, no, Watchmen. We're watching, is great. Uh, we're watching Shazam, and in Shazam, his dad, the dad of the like the villain, when he like tells him about like magic, or whatever, he almost gets an accident. And he says, "You little shit," <laughs> and that's my daughter. That's, that's a bad word. <laughs> we don't say that word. Uh, and, she's, my... and she's been watching Dragon Ball Super lately. I'd be like, sometimes they don't go that far, but they say stuff like bastard and damn every now and then. Um, and so I make sure she knows that those words aren't good words. 
my my grandparents slash now parents uh, own this bar that's on my sweater and all the paraphernalia. Apparently, all the clothes I wear ever uh, are from that bar. And so when I'd come home from there and grandma and grandpa babysitting, and mom would be like, listen, you know that you can't repeat things that anybody says in there ever, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get it. Because I really liked going to grandma's, so I didn't want to do anything that would mean I didn't get to go hang out with grandma because she gave me Dr. Pepper and other reasons. Love you, grandma, but also the Dr. Pepper. <laughs> anyway, aside from horrifying spider attacks and underage bar <laughs> attendants, today we're going to talk about Rebel Spirit. We are in book two of Korra, Legend of Korra. We just got done with what I think we would both consider a thrilling pilot season with mm. book one. Book two, maybe a different ride. And no one usually uses that term pilot season. I don't know. I didn't know what to call it. I kind of panicked when I was talking. What do I call it? What do I call it? First season. Yeah. Um, Freshman season. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Regardless that the the original season of the legend of Korra that was good the whole way through uh, per our scientifically verified ratings and Mm -hmm. ended absolutely excellent fashion um, and I think book two, if memory and the internet tells me, if, if those are to be believed, might be a different kind of a ride. But first episode here today, I don't know if you are ready. Let's, let's go through it. All right. Uh, oh, real quick. Little piece of Avatar news. Not big Avatar news. Oh, I'm sorry. I should Zuko... ask for news. No, no, it's fine. I didn't. Anyway, Zuko's getting his own statue from Diamond Select. Um that news comes from um, Airspeed Prime. They have their own YouTube channel. I say they. It's only one person. His name is Morgan. Um, and he has his own podcast. He just broke that news today. The statue looks pretty cool. I'm going to get the guitar statue. And I kind of want to get the Aang statue that's already been out. But I got to go to this very specific vintage stock. I think in Malaysia somewhere. I saw they had it. Do you want me for... to go get it for you? I literally uh, I live here. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, I gotta remember exactly which vintage stock it is. I gotta look in my past. Google, um, Google, uh, you know, Google tracks everywhere you go. Yeah, it's so you can, like, you can go look up, like, where was I at on this day and see exactly <laughs> where you went. It's, it's, uh, it's terrifying, but no, just, uh, just holler, go grab it. I'm always looking for an excuse to go, and I think. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's one in Olathe proper, but there's like three within, you know, 10 yeah. minutes of me, I'm assuming it's. Uh, it might corner. not be Olathe. I think it's Kansas City. Yeah. More so. It might be K- it might be KC Mo actually. Okay. Well, doesn't matter. Just holler. Uh, okay. All right. I'll look into it. Uh, but yeah, that was it. Zuko's getting a statue. Did you also say you had bad news or did, am I just no. assuming that every time there's good news because it's 2020 or 2021 that there also has to be bad news associated? 2021. I do okay. I do miss using hashtag twenty twenty, and I still use it sometimes as a joke, like, like a fully aware of it. But people would be like, "Sean, it's twenty twenty one." But I, I know, I know. I just, it's a catchy twenty twenty one. Isn't as catchy. It's fine. I'll get over it. <sighs> Whatever. Rebel spirit. Oh, all right, rebel spirit. So start off. I think we we first start off with a uh, dark spirit attacking some ship. And that's just kind of ominous thing to kind of set up the the threats or the supposed threat for the season. So that's it. And it threw um, me off. I did not remember that part at all. It's funny because 
I kind of didn't remember it either because usually when I watch season two, because I I tend to watch Legend of Korra with my with my daughter, and she goes in a weird, stupid way. I won't say stupid because it's her own special way of of watching season two, which is her favorite book. Um, she messed up something. She starts off with beginnings part one, then goes to beginnings part two, which is which is to my annoyance on a different disc. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then beginnings part one. You have Netflix, she, right? Just make her click through it on Netflix. Yeah, but we yeah we used to watch though like all the time. Okay, on, on Blu-ray. I'm astounded that she has a way to watch, like, like Star Wars deep fandom where they have certain orders that you have to watch things. <laughs> yeah, I can't bear to watch anything out of the order in which it was released, and only that order ever. It's the only way in my mind. I can't change. So I'm astounded yeah, by her creativity. <laughs> she uh, she then finishes off book two, then goes back and watches like some parts of of book the of disc one of book two, and then she goes to book three, and then book four, and then book one. I don't know why don't know. she's doing it, but I'd love to know. Just pick her brain. Yeah, I think there. it's pretty much just her 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 favorite season. Is is her favorite episode is beginnings part one and two, so that's where she starts. That's really surprising, but oh, that's awesome. Um, it's kind of like not remembering that that was there is not remembering. I just watched Deadpool two today, and I forgot. It's like the third time I've seen. It. I really love it one and two. I love Deadpool, uh, but I forgot that there was all the the post credit stuff. I don't know why I forgot. It's just the Marvel thing, but I think it's so much more like like uh, what do I want to say. Are you looking for more spiders? Yeah, you, I'm going to occasionally look up and look down. <laughs> well, it's it's probably got a family, Chris, and you just killed it, so now they're out for vengeance. Um, Worth I think it. I think you need to burn your house down. It's the only Worth way. Worth it. Uh, I, no, I think that the stuff at the end of Deadpool 2 is so much more surprising and shocking than any other Marvel movie because it's Deadpool, and it throws me for a loop every time. All three. Oh, uh, like speaking of times. killing innocents, uh, do you... You watch Attack Attack on Titan? No, should I? I'm looking for a new show oh, literally yeah. as we speak, and I couldn't remember watch which it. one you said was like the best anime on Netflix right now, and I I couldn't um, remember what it was. Death Note. You should watch Death Note also. Interesting enough, the same person who made Death Note made Attack on Titan. Okay. Well, um, football season is almost over, and I've just I'm caught up on everything else, so it's it's time. I would I would go ahead and and do Death Note. But you only have to do to a certain point, and you're gonna know that point when you get to it. Um. <laughs> I'm very obvious. If I come back to you and I ask, "Is this the <laughs> point?" Please don't make fun of me. <laughs> it's it's. I think it's probably like episode like twenty six or something like that. But Death okay. Note's great. Um, Jamie loves Death Note. Um, I really love. Like, it's it's great. Well, part of it is really really amazing. Like great stuff. I, uh, but it's, they've frequently mentioned it on like two separate podcasts I listen to. So I've been thinking it over. I just couldn't remember if that's the one where you, I think you straight up said it's the best or best non avatar, maybe anime on, on Netflix or something a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, it's almost time where I'm yeah. caught up and football's over. So it's, it's essentially my TV season, so to speak. Yeah. I would, I would, I would go watch that no first because it's probably a quicker watch and get it over with. And then Attack on Titan. The thing is, uh, you, Attack on Titan is hard to follow. 
sometimes sometimes hard to follow. First season, it's pretty simple. It's like the premise of Attack on Titan is that there's like an island of people, there's a wall surrounding them, and they're stuck in the wall. There's these things called Titans. They live outside the wall. They're they're like size of house. They range from the size of a house to the size of a skyscraper. Are they monsters or mechanical things or like elements? Monsters. Sorry, sorry. They're like human monsters with no genitals or anything. They're just naked and they eat people. Strange, but all right. (laughs) And some of them are really weird. And so they attack. One day they, they attack the wall. They break the wall. And then it's kind of all about survival. That part of the seat, part of the story is kind of like, um, that sounds like dead. straight out of a video game almost. Yeah, that part's kind of like The Walking Dead, but then the story changes. It's it's way different, and like now, it's I'm really excited for this. We're in the final season now, even though the manga's not over yet. They're trying to do the manga at the same time as doing the anime, which is crazy. Um, but that's the, like some Game of Thrones dangerous this, stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. This last um this last episode, it just it just made you think about like when are you okay with killing innocent people? Like cuz war war does that. Like war brings that out in you. Like, well, if they if I wasn't going to kill them, they're going to come kill me. Like, like when not I'm saying when is it okay? Just it's it's not okay, but when is it I don't know, permissible? What? I when guess does your when do you line feel like turn you have... from you not being violent to being violent or reacting with violence? Yeah. When, or do, when do you become the thing that you hate it most? It's so good. It's it's Attack on Titan will probably go down as the greatest story in an anime ever because it's so nuanced and yeah, it's when, it's really good. Now I'm just worried that I'm gonna have to feel feelings, but I suppose it's time to grow no, up someday. I don't I don't really feel feelings in it. Um, like watching I, Scrubs I, I, with my wife, and one second I'm laughing really hard, and the next second I have to experience emotions, and then I'm like, "Damn, why do I do this to myself?" Yeah. Season five uh, of Scrubs right now, by the way. Oh, have have you gone to the episode of My Lunch? Where it doesn't um, sound familiar. Have you gone to the episode where three patients need transplants? No, you told you've warned me about that one. We haven't hit that one yet. Oh, okay. Okay. We just got done with the one where uh, Sam the scammer gets Jordan, and they all just kind of let it happen as a right <laughs> passage. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think season is that season five or six? I might be getting it mixed up. It's five, it's I think. I think you should five. definitely listen to at least one episode of the podcast of him and of, of Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Every episode, I am just cracking up laughing. I am. I burn through podcasts like crazy at work, so that's another one that's kind of been on my back. Like it's in yeah, my Spotify if you, feed. If you even, if you even watch, I mean, if you even watch a couple episodes of Scrubs, they each episode they review one episode or they talk about it, which is really interesting because you just get an inside look into the show. Sounds very but similar also, to what we do, is, except for that yeah. we're not voice actors or comedians. <laughs> but that's kind of similar. They, like, those two are like legit, like best friends. Like it's not just the show. It's like they miss each other. Like, I loved they... getting to tell Heather that, and she because uh, they just did the episode where they were the fake Siamese thing, where they're in the same sweater, and yeah. and Heather said something. I was like, oh, I think they're actually like best friends, like to this day in real life. So it's fun to share that trivia with Heather. Yeah, like they often joke about for some reason having a three way with Donald Faison's wife. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's just, just 
They're that close. That's, we will never be that close, Sean. It's that right. That's too close for me. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, what? if it was for a convention or something, I would wear a sweater with you. I would do that. That would be okay with me. Or like a two-part costume, if it was really important to you, I would do that for you. But I probably won't talk about like threesomes and stuff now. That's that's too far. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. Every episode is honestly hilarious and and uh, yeah, and really interesting. I've got um, I've got more podcasts yeah. to catch up on, but I also go through. I literally working from home. I have podcasts on five hours a day. It just all video game stuff. It's probably time to branch out. So, uh, I think we anyway. had just gotten to the part where they were, the ship was attacked before the episode started. <laughs> yeah. Okay. One thing, actually, about Cora, since we went on our our tangent of the day, or for now, um, did you notice anything different with? I, feel, I don't want to lead the witness in in this. Um, maybe we'll wait until we get into grading ratings. Well, well I'll wait. So we'll get okay. ratings. Anyway. Um, okay. So, yes, it's the Glacier Spirits Festival, which is a water tribe tradition. Oh, before this, Cora, real quick. Um, she was on Airtable Island, and she was racing Tits and Kids, which I find adorable. And I love that relationship between – she has this very big sister relationship with between her and the, and the kids. Um, and she goes into Avatar State to win that airbending race, which I – I'm a firm believer in the headcanon that that was Aang just wanting to play with his grandkids. That's you know, the Avatar State. That's the cutest headcanon I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, uh, so then they have to go to the North Pole. Um, oh, Korra and Tenzin get in, uh, kind of go at each other a little bit because Korra is misusing the Avatar State and Tenzin doesn't like that. She's like, well, I'm the avatar. I, I should. I'm the one that appreciates it the most, and uh, and she feels like she doesn't need to do any more airbending training. And Cora is annoying these yeah <laughs> these these uh, these episodes. This is probably folks' not favorite Cora. I can imagine. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so they go to the. Uh, Oh, and Boomy's there. We get to see Boomy again for the first. He has lines for the first time. It, oh, it has been six months since um, since the bonds since they defeated Amon, and so Boomy has gained a lot of weight in that six months, which is very possible. I mean, you stop working out, you just. I've seen mm. what nine months inside can do to a human. I believe anything. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they go to the South Pole. And uh, oh, one other thing, I do like Mako being a cop, and and that chase scene that he had with the motorcycle and the fire and stuff. I thought that was really cool. It was very like action movie, cartoon action yeah. movie equivalent. It was very nicely done. Yeah, yeah. And they kind of just do the same. We're like, all right, let's see where everybody's at right now. Um. Um. And um. So. Bolin and so they get to the South Pole. Uh, I think at this point, so Bolin and Asami goes and meet with Varric. Asami needs to meet with Varric so she can get like money to buy more 
airplanes and sell them because their business is tanking because no one wants to do business with with terrorists. Um, Good policy, generally yeah, speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on who you are, I guess. Um, and <laughs> if it's us, if it's us, it's a good yeah. policy. <laughs> Humans with hearts. Um, and uh, this is our. It's funny. This is our first, you know, introduction to Varric, and he is I think this is actually he is, but I think this is actually a, a fairly toned down Varric, <laughs> which says a lot. Um. I'll yeah, have to he, withhold judgment till we see more, but I i mean, I love our introduction. I always liked him, and I love this introduction to him, absolutely. Yeah. He just, uh, he, he, <laughs> he has his eyes closed and as, he's, as if he's levitating, and then everyone is like, you see that? I levitate. And everyone's like, yeah, you levitated, which is just like having yes men around you. They, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear, and then Bolin says, you're just sitting on the floor. <laughs> It's like, what? That's embarrassing. <laughs> you're just sitting on a pillow. <laughs> yeah, sitting on a pillow. Swami, you're fired. Yeah. Gives him a dirty look and then backs away, but still on his knees. Yeah. <laughs> they do, then, I uh, guess, in short, is what they, they do a really good job of wrapping up like like a, a caricature of a crazy business person in about a minute or, you know, a minute and a half. Really nice mm, job of yeah. giving us a lot of what he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he agrees to do a deal with Asami, and Asami gets Bolin a hug, which at this point, I thought they were going down a different road with Asami and Bolin, just because that one little hug. I thought they were going to try and uh, develop a relationship there, which I'm glad they didn't, because I don't think I would like that relationship between Bolin and That's Asami. not a good fit. That's a sink it for me. Yeah, yeah, we'll... It's almost time yeah. for another one of those episodes. Yeah. We'll probably have to wait until we get through the whole season to do it, to refresh you on everything. I think so. Yeah. But I look forward to it nonetheless. That was uh, maybe one of the most fun episodes to record. I think that was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else is happening. Um, Unalak uh, to... is making his case to Korra, and I, you know, I some back and forth, but Unalak's making his case to Korra about how the South Pole is stupid and unholy heathens and idiots Pretty eating awesome. whole chickens off of sticks. <laughs> yeah, he's um, yeah, he's really talking down the South how they've just been disconnected and everything, which is not, I don't know, their fault. It is interesting um, in between the. The comics and the comics, they kind of talk about how the North, how the South Pole uh, finally got bigger and stuff like that. It got more kind of industrialized. So that's kind of interesting there. I only read that comic one time. It was an okay comic. It's just kind of more of the same. I never cared to go back and read it. Got what you yeah. needed one time, and that's enough. I mean, yeah, it probably that I didn't care to go bad back. by any it's... stretch. It just. Well, it was it was called North versus South, and so it involved disputes between the Northern and Water Tribes. So maybe it just seemed a little repetitive from this season. So yeah, but it falls. Uh, where would it fall in the timeline after this season? Or oh no no, it's a Avatar. It's a it's a between Avatar. Uh, oh, it's Legend not a Korra comic. Last, okay, it's a, yeah. I gotcha. 
Um, which is weird to say that I feel like it was repetitive when technically, it, can- canonically, it happens before this, but still. <laughs> Insightful. I, you know, it, just because you only read it once, I doesn't mean it's bad. Just Yeah. No, I don't think it was bad. It just, yeah, didn't have to read it again. Um, so then they're, yeah, Korra and, and Tenzin kind of continues to have these little fights. Um, Unalak, you can see him kind of chipping away at at uh at those relation not necessarily those relationship those mentor relationships because Unalak is clearly very spiritual and um and uh and a dark spirit attacks the festival and Cora can't deal with it but Unalak can um there is one point that Unalak says like the avatar is supposed to travel the world like it was your father and the white lotus who decided to keep you locked up the Southern Water Tribe, which then makes Korra more mad, which I understand why Korra would be mad on that. I yeah. wish they had put more emphasis on that's why she's mad at them. That, to me, would have made this way better um, because you, you, you had Korra mad before she even learned that they kept her locked up against even Aang's wishes, against what the Avatar is actually supposed to do. And so if you had her mad for that reason, like... Oh, my dad and Tenzin, you guys thought you could rule, run my life. And, and this is why I've been locked up here, why I haven't had friends, why I haven't been able to venture out. That would have been great. And also that would have, that's part of Cora's story is, is, is that she's been locked up. A, she hasn't. It's such a good teenage angsty thing too. Like it just fits that whole mold of your parents not I don't know how to say it nicely, but like feeling like you're sheltered or being held back by your parents as a teenager, it just kind of fits a nice trope that's very relatable. Yeah. But no, she was already mad to begin with, so that makes her mad, her being angry and annoying. Um, it makes it, storytelling-wise, it makes it not as appealing. And and for anyone who, uh, I think, I forgot who commented before, about like maybe me or you giving Cora a pass or some things. I don't really give her a pass for, for this stuff because I don't, I think some of it can be solved with better writing. And I think they kind of put Cora in a bad predicament wise. And it doesn't, and it doesn't necessarily go against her character, but it goes against her character growth in these relationships, right? Like we've seen her and Tenzin go through so much together. And Tenzin even says that, um, especially in, in that previous season in, in book one, like they grown so much together and for her to not to trust him fully feels like a character relationship regression. Um, and, and that feels like it, it betrays the, the character in a way. And it's, even if it does kind of get there, I mean, it's still a small sample and it's not that it's totally unrelatable or anything like that. Teenagers are weird. Yeah. Sorry, Again, teenagers. I would have understood would have understood more if if they just kept on if they made if they put more emphasis on on the lie that they told her that that it was Aang's wishes for her to be in the South Pole. If she Which, had not as been as mad leading up to it, like maybe everything was cool up to that point and it was like a bigger shock almost mm-hmm. uh might have been very engaging. Yeah. Yeah. And then you put on top of that, um eventually they find out, she finds out that her father was banished from the Northern Water Tribe. 
that he um, he fought some spirits and and uh, demolishes like spiritual forest in, in the North Pole. Now, he was actually supposed to be the king, which is uh, interesting. Um, that would have been a kind of another push for Korra to get some new type of council. Um, it could have been a really big climax of this episode if it had worked out more that way, but oh well. <laughs> it's I don't. It's still relatable, just in the fact that it it kind of I I don't want to keep blaming teenagers, but just hey, I was a teenager once. I remember it's just it fits that mold well enough to be relatable. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't mind it. Nah, it still bothers me. It, <laughs> it's not great. And, it's not Pete Cora. And but. the thing is, I, I love Cora. Like Cora, Cora might be my second favorite fictional character. Maybe third. Mm, yeah, maybe third. Who's who is second? I don't know where Static is. Okay. Static is usually. Oh, I just like being Static. I, I don't. I don't have as much. Um. Well, I don't watch Static as much as I watch Korra, so Korra might be second. Well, um, Batman not... is Batman's real. He just hasn't been realized yet. It just hasn't happened, yeah. but he's real. It's waiting, Chris. Just make more money and <laughs> get good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, Batman, of course, is first. Batman is like a, a deep first, which is why there's a whole freaking... He's got a mantle. Yeah, he has a mantle. I um, want to say that Harry Potter is my favorite fictional character, but we just watched through those movies like over the past four or five weeks. We watched them all again. And in the, it's not just because it's the movies. I know book purists out there. I still love it, and it's still my favorite, but there's more and more things that piss me off all the time about the books and slash or the movies hmm. uh, as I go. I still love them. I'm, I think that's okay. Yeah, it you can like things even if they. The thing is, do you, I feel like you tend stupid. to. The thing is, I feel like you tend to nitpick or harp on things the more you love them, right? Like yeah. we expect more out of things we love. Like when I first watched this season of Legend of Korra that they were reviewing, Korra's annoyance in these first couple episodes didn't bother me at all. Um, really, I'm just like whatever. It's teenage girls within Korra's character to be a little hot-headed sometimes. But like after re-watching Legend of Korra for whatever, how many times I've rewatched it, like I've, I've so much fallen in love with that character more and more that she has become like my second very fictional character. And and so I get on <laughs> to her more when, uh, when I feel like she's annoying or she betrays or something she does betrays the character. It's like being harder on yourself than other people or on, yeah. having higher expectations for family. Or yeah. also, uh, even in Harry Potter's case, sometimes knowing like what you like and what are good aren't necessarily the same thing. And not because Harry Potter's bad, but elements of it that I like that aren't yeah, good yeah. story elements or thoroughly written or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, happens That happens more with video games in a nostalgic way. Like all these games, oh, I used to love that game. I play it and it's the stupidest piece of crap in the world. Still love it still love it but um I don't uh know and then we about. get to uh, oh, let's uh, see. essentially the like the final straw after unalak i don't know what he 
spins the spirits or controls them. I think um, he handles it's, it. It's, it's technically called spirit bending, but that's different from spirit energy bending. That's different from energy bending. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Venn diagram somewhere that shows this. Uh, <laughs> but that and then the following discussion sort of becomes the final straw for <clears throat> for Korra and Tenzin. Yeah. Oh, we uh, I didn't mention we got introduction to Kaya, um, which uh, which is Tenzin's sister. Oh yeah. And I I I do, I am I do love this family dynamic between them, even though some and we'll get into it later on in the season when they talk about Aang as a dad, but this dynamic seems real to me <laughs> of siblings getting on to each other about little stuff. And then you have Katara watching from afar, just looking at her kids with like a, not like a proud look, but like a. Say shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, it's kind of a look of like, I wish we could have more time together. Kind of look more of a regretful look of like, you guys should really enjoy this time you have with each other. It's um, a, I, think I imagine that... it's a look that my mom gives when we're all actually in the same place. <laughs> I think and, that it's a little, uh, maybe a little too heavy handed, but I think that just happens because they're also sidekick. Like they don't have a lot of screen time. Got to pack a lot to a little, so you got to use your imagination a little bit, but um, yeah. I forget her name. Kaya. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I do like her. I do instantly like her and Boomy and what they bring like right off the bat. Mm. You can immediately tell kind of the characters are going to be, and they get into it right away. So, uh, like it's a little heavy-handed, but I'm gonna forgive it just because of the amount of screen time. They're not main characters. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's kind of the episode. I don't think I've. It's 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 probably easy to to wrap up this episode because it all happens. All the characters are are kind of in the same place. It's not like dual stories going on that sometimes happens. Even even Bolin and Asami just end up down at the festival with everybody else. So even where there was kind of a, a separate line, they all end up down yeah. there and witness the the horror. Um, oh, we also so we also meet Eska and Desna, which is Cora's oh. uh, cousins. I can't think <laughs> of the yeah. act- actress's name. I just keep wanting to call her April Ludgate, but I love her and everything. What is her name? I do too. Why can't? I, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It starts oh, with I an can't a. Her name. It even starts with an A. I think I can think of her name. It's not April Ludgate. It's I, oh, I had it for a minute there. Dang it. Dang it, John. Why can't I think of people's names lately? Got to figure uh, out. Hold on. I just want to say April now because you say it, it is. Well, that's how I knew her first. She is great in Legion, which is the X-Men I uh, don't. show. I don't care. She plays the same character and everything. When your character is 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 that good and that funny, you're allowed to do that. Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza. So it does yes. start with us. I remembered something. Um, Scott Pilgrim. I I I liked Scott Pilgrim when it came out, and then I probably went like eight years without watching it ever. And then I watched it again the other day, and I was oh that's. That's April Ludgate, not Aubrey Plaza, because I couldn't remember then either. That's very exciting. Um, yeah, they re- they got some good talent for for this. Um, oh, and uh, and Bolin's like, oh, who's the pretty ladies? <laughs> he says, oh, no, who's the pretty ladies? 
<laughs> and Cora's like, um, that's Jessica and Desna, and Desna's a boy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I knew, I, knew that. That. I knew that. And he's like, which, which one's Desna? <laughs> or which one's Esk? Wait, which... what? No, he says, which one's Desna? Yeah. yeah. But one of them, like, Eska's wearing makeup. Yeah, yeah, that's how you tell them. She, yeah, she's wearing makeup and has, like, little ponytail things in her hair. I don't think it's this episode. I think it's one or two down, but I think one of my favorite line deliveries that I've seen so far in Korra is, I love it when you grovel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's later. <laughs> I think that's one or two down. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and like when Bolin comes on to her, <laughs> she's like, hmm, yes, I will make you mine. And, and Bolin's like, do you mean like a boyfriend or like a slave? Yes. Come win me prizes. <laughs> and it's... it's fun. Um, uh, I forgot also about that. To, yeah, also to know uh, Mako and Korra are having... Uh, they're arguing and Korra's being honestly... Un, uh, this might be reasonable because... <laughs> I don't want to sell. Uh, Mako's quick to take sides. So I don't know that he's wrong or right, but he's he's very quick i guess well to me mako mako is trying his hardest (laughs) and and sometimes sometimes you don't give the right answer to women that they're wanting sometimes they don't want to answer sometimes they just want you to listen he even calls that out at one point is that this episode or the next where he's like is this one of those times where you want me to give advice or just yeah 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 So I don't I don't blame Mako and I don't blame Korra. It's just it's just happening. It they does. just don't. Yeah. Uh, I just to quote Deadpool too here, but his his heart was in the right place. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, I think that's pretty much the episode. I think so. Little little anticlimactic or uh, ends with uh, ends with some drama, but. All right, audio visual. Six and a half. Um, yeah, uh, there wasn't anything special here, and the animation um, isn't as good as it usually is. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that for now. Story, seven and a half. Why don't I give the story seven and a half? Oh, I think mostly because of the dynamic between Tenzin um, and his siblings. I really like that. And um, that might be the biggest part. Memorable, seven and a half, mostly because just the new introduction of characters. Really, honestly, I could probably get this a little higher, maybe an eight. Um, we got introduced to some great characters of Varric. We got Tonrog, more of that. Uh, really more of him, because last time he didn't really have many lines. The first time we see him in episode one. I cannot and ever remember his name. It's Tonrog, like T-A-N-R-A-K? T-O-N... R A Q Q, uh, it is a Q yeah. family, isn't it? I yeah. can never remember. I just he's Cora's dad. Yeah, he is voiced by I forget his name. It's a glorious but... deep voice. Oh yeah, it's it's no Mortal Kombat, right? The guy who's Raiden. I don't know the actor, but that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. Or if I did, I've long since forgot. It's probably one of those things you've told me like ten times, and I don't. He does. It, he has a great. Uh, great, great voice for this. I don't it know who voices beautiful. Um, Unalog. I haven't really looked into it for some reason. It's, well, when you compare uh, him to Tonrock, why would you? Why would exactly. you? Exactly. <laughs> um, 
you know, one thing we haven't really talked about is that this is a lot like the the their their sibling dynamic is a lot like Mufasa and Scar, where Scar is the more cunning one, and uh, and and uh, a little Mufasa bit of- is the stronger, bolder one. And in a weird way, though, Scar does kind of carry. I don't holier than thou is not a right, not the right phrase I'm looking for, but that kind of vibe that he's given off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, entitled, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So seven point two out of ten. Uh, my audio visual, I was a little higher. Uh, I felt like the animation was was choppier, so I'm glad you mentioned it. I don't notice that stuff as well or i can't pinpoint what it is it did feel choppier but i do like uh i like the boat scene i like seeing mako's scene so i actually thought about going a little higher even oh yeah yeah uh, because i like those i like in just the scene and styling and then also the spirits i like we kind of a a longer take on a couple of spirits than we've really gotten uh in a lot of things so i actually thought about going higher but i get what you're saying about the animation couldn't put my finger on it but it was maybe cheaper so the animation I don't know why they went with a different studio but they went with a different studio Um, Studio Mir tends to do their the the animation for Avatar and um, but they went with this studio called Parrot I think Parrot Parrot, something like that and you can tell the, the difference in animation like there's a scene in episode one of of book one where course riding on Naga. And if you watch this scene compared to there's a scene coming up in season two where course riding on Naga pretty much is that same scene, but it looks so much worse. <laughs> and which you side by side, you see, it. and if you watch Legend of Korra over and over and over again, you notice it and it, it's kind of glaring, <laughs> uh, which it's, it's still, it's still good animation. It's just not to me as good. Like it's, it's different, like the lines. I don't think it's as smooth in in maybe frame rate and lines feeling yeah. is as natural looking. Uh, and the light, the light is a little, it's a little brighter. It's like someone turned up the contrast and turned up the color a little bit, so it looks more cartoonish. While I feel like the other studio, like things just kind of blend in together, while while it kind of feels more natural it feels yeah, more natural. organic like something like i know i'm still looking at a cartoon but it feels more cohesive kind of yeah i'm glad you mentioned it because i don't really trust my eye for those details and things like that but it was irking me the whole time i never would have thought to compare it to the previous season just to be like hey what happened but uh for some reason the i don't know if it was a budget thing but season one animation i think it's better than season and they, they go back to Studio Mir, pretty much half the episodes of season two is Studio Mir, and then the rest of book three and book four is Studio Mir. Um, Studio Mir did book one. Um, but I think for some reason, maybe they just had time <laughs> or something, but there's, it's slightly, book one is slightly better than season three and, and four. I think like the background, I think a lot of the backgrounds look a lot better, but it, that's marginal. Yeah. Well, and even even here, it wasn't a huge bother. And as I mentioned, I still like the scenes that were put out there and the general overall style. I like I like being back in the South Pole and in this festival and stuff. So um, animation, I guess, fair to say, noticeably lesser here than we're used to, yeah. uh, but not a 
huge knock on anything else audiovisual. I uh, I did I did get a chance to uh, interview the director of the Nets episode, Ooh, uh, Ian Graham. Uh, nice. I'm kidding. It wasn't wasn't an interview. I just asked some questions. Oh, you had me Twitter. going. I'm very gullible. Because <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's funny. Like right when I got done watching the episode, I got on Twitter, and then he was like, "Oh, here's some um, some some uh, storyboards I did for uh, for Cora when I directed um, this episode." He didn't say the episode name, but and I tweeted, "Oh, I literally just put this down. This is the Southern Lights, um, at least I think it is." And then I asked, "Like, oh, how was it working with the two different studios between Studio Mir and Perot?" And he says, "It was great working with both of them." Which that might have just been the 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 safe Political, answer, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I've no, I've heard Brian and Mike be like, "This was a nightmare," because <laughs> they they were going to go with uh, Studio. Perot, whatever, for for it all, and then they're like, "No, we gotta go back to Studio Mir." So I don't know what that difference was. I was kind of hoping I would get a little more information out of that, but hey, he, I mean, I bet if, I bet if John given... Carlo Vope was directing, episode, he'll give me a more <laughs> truthful answer. But uh, he, just he, kidding, he didn't work on, yeah, he didn't work on Legend of Core at all. But please answer our tweets. Thank you, John Carlo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, story seven and a half. Uh, it was fine. The best part uh, I thought was the sort of it was a nice first episode of a season in how it introduced. I know it's something that's not uncommon, but they did a nice job of showing where everybody's at. Um, liked meeting tens and siblings. That was neat. I don't know, nothing too revealing going on. It was fine. And then memorable, I was kind of at the same spot where I couldn't really separate. Like, it was interesting, but I don't ever, like, think about this episode as being really good or really bad or anything. So, it's fine. Yeah. 7.7 overall. That brought us to a 7.4 overall. So, uh, you know, I, it's it's not bad at all. Grand scheme of things, it, it doesn't stand out. And you almost, is it fair to say you almost don't really need it? I mean, it does nice for an intro episode, but it's not like we took away a whole lot here. Most no, of that, most of that little, stuff that we learned that's important is next episode. Yeah. So, you know, no hard feelings first episode. You were fine. That's all I got to say. It's a, If you watch season two, you'll watch it, <laughs> and, and that's it. I, I, you, uh, nice yeah. characters nice intro to seeing the other characters what they're doing see the spirits become the antagonist or seem like the antagonist at first oh and I I, I do want to say this I do understand Cora dumping Tenzin like that's she made the right choice she just could have went about it a better way because clearly he is the right like he has the right choice to go with because she's fighting, has fight dark spirits. Tenzin has no idea what to do. Um, yeah, but I agree. Anyway. Uh, I have no issues or no fault. I can remember. It's hard to separate it now, but I can remember big picture watching through this the first time. So my vision of certain people is ruined. And so as I'm watching him this time, I was like, ah, oh, that guy's a douchebag. Even if it's it makes total sense, but I know he's a douchebag. But uh, in general, I was able to kind of recall the first time watching through and be like, I genuinely 
kind of believed in this person, but I won't spoil it. I don't know why I'm not spoiling it, but we'll save it for when it happens. So I, either way, um, yeah, that's all I got on this episode. It, not my favorite kickoff, not the, well, you know what? Actually, technically it is the worst first episode we have reviewed thus far scientifically. It probably is. I'm sure it is. I'm actually. very confident. Most first episodes um, yeah. are far more uh, yeah. engaging. But that's okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. And I will try to comment on, uh, on more stuff. I feel like I haven't been lately for some reason. <laughs> We've but. been very lazy on social media. We promise it's just because of the holidays and such. We'll, we'll get it's 20 back days after kind of the New Year's, 22 days. I don't know about you, though, but I'm still in that mode. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? It's the 20th of what is the 22nd of yeah, January? We're like, we're like 7% done with 2021. Yeah, what the heck? Sounds really dumb when you look at it that way, doesn't it? Uh, Chris has been moving houses. I've just been super lazy. I have no excuses. But uh, we'll be active again on social media someday. Yeah, in Maybe the tomorrow. channel, though. So. Yeah, be sure to comment below, guys. Rate I enjoy Chris's, I read all the comments. Rate Chris's use of the F bomb, his first ever one on the show, and his reaction to Spider one to ten. And <laughs> thanks for watching this episode. If you happen to be watching live, we'll go right back to back with the other one. Otherwise, thank you very much and be sure to come back next week for the Southern Lights. Uh, my name's Sean Shaler. That's Chris Ford down there, aka the Objective Geek on YouTube and Twitter. This has been Avatar the Last Podcaster's review of uh, what is it? Book two spirits, not book one. I'll remember that at some point. <laughs> and uh, the rebel spirit episode one. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.